Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach, and the breach is where we are. And, and, if, and if America does not get its, its, its head straight and understand that the issue in America, the number one issue in America, and the left knows this too, is abortion. That's why they hated Donald Trump, because it's the only thing we could think of. Because of conservative judges, so-called conservative judges, okay? Roe versus Wade did get overturned, all right? And, and, and the thing is, abortion is something that needs to be confronted, especially since the forces of death, and we, and we have with us Dr. Gracie Pozo Christie, and we're going to talk about what's going on in Florida, and I'm going to chime in a little bit about what's going on here in Arizona, two supposedly red states where... They're going to enshrine abortion up to the moment of birth in their constitutions, and we're doing nothing about it. In some cases, Catholics are being duped into actually signing the petitions to allow for that. And nobody wants to share these videos. Nobody wants to get the word out there to say that we need to be mindful of this. This is not health care. This is promoting child killing. That's what it is. I'm sorry to be so animated, but that's the fact. And we have, the, we have the perfect person to talk about this, Dr. Gracie Pozo-Christie. She writes and speaks both fluently in Spanish and English about Catholicism, family life, being a faithful Christian in the public square. In 2022, Dr. Christie was appointed to the Florida Board of Education by Governor Ron DeSantis and has continued to serve in this capacity ever since. She is the hostess of Conversations with Consequences, a weekly EWTN radio show, as well as a podcast. Her writings appeared in USA Today, CNN.com. Doctor, we'll forgive you for that. Uh, National Review, FoxNews.com, U.S. News and World Report, The New York Times. We'll forgive you for that, too, among others. She's appeared on CNN, Telemundo, Fox News, C-SPAN, EWTN. She's a graduate of Columbia University and the University of Miami School of Medicine. She's currently a practicing radiologist, Dr. Gracie Pozo-Christie. Welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe, our sister. Thank you for having me. It's, no, uh, it's, it's absolutely it's, our pleasure. It's great to be with some with people who are passionate about what I agree with you is a foundational issue, a foundational problem in our country, and something which is rife with deception and with um, so many so many very well paid, highly funded actors out there who don't have the well-being of anyone in mind, let alone women and children. And that's yeah. how they cloak they cloak themselves in, in their lies. But the people who suffer are the children, first of all, but also their mothers and their fathers, their grandmothers, their aunts, their uncles, and the the greater society which uh, has this uh, this this poison in its in its center, right? That that spreads out to everywhere, which is the lack of respect for the dignity of every human life, no matter if that life is unwanted or unloved or inconvenient. And right. we know what that does to our society. 
Absolutely, Gracie. Absolutely. And that's why that's why we're we're very uh, like I said, it's very important that you're, you're here with us talking about this. I know you're talking about this in many other venues. Let me hand it over to Joe, because I know we're going to start with a prayer and then we'll jump in. Doc, we always start with a prayer to Our Lady. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, our most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, a virgin of virgins, our mother, to you we come for you. We stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us. Amen. In the name of the amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, Doc, I know you have great conversations. I know you have a show on EWTN. Um, to be honest, it's kind of similar to this show, except mm -hmm. uh, you're a lot smarter than we are. But yeah. I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Uh, Most people talk, are, Joe. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say, because you talk about conversations that matter, we try to do the same, and we try to be bold, and that's what we're going to try to do here. Um I want to get to the root of abortion before we get to the amendment and talk about some of the things facing doctors and women, because you're going to give that perspective. Abortion is not about the child. I know that this just hear me out. It's about sex. You see, America has swallowed the idea that sex outside of marriage, that contraception, all of which is OK. And because of that, we have abortion. You see, we tried from a pro-life perspective to argue it's about the child. Now, science has brought it to a point where it's you can't deny that it's a child in the womb. I had five children. I know you have five as well. I've seen sonograms. I'm not a doctor, but I have eyes. It's a child. You can't deny it. You see it. But it's not about the child. And they don't care because I will not put down my behavior. And this is why it's a Republican issue and a Democrat issue, because both of which have absolutely accepted the reality that sex outside of marriage, that contraception, both outside and inside of marriage, is fine. And that's why we have abortion. And until that is addressed, these discussions will go on forever. Your thoughts? Well, you make a very good point because the fact that we have elevated as a culture sexual gratification as the highest good, that that means that all, all the other goods, because sexual gratification is a good, God gave us sexual pleasure to unite a husband and a wife and in a sweet romantic way that will get them through decades of difficulties. Uh, and, and that's a lovely thing. It was a gift from God. But the fact that we have elevated sexual pleasure, sexual gratification, sexual desire to the highest level good in our culture, which is basically what we've done, has, has completely unbalanced us. And we are living in a very dysfunctional society where everything is sacrificed to that. So for instance, um, the children, whether the children of divorce, right? Like a, a, a father, a husband and a wife are are no longer happy with each other, so they they choose to divorce. They put their 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 desires, their needs, their sexual needs, their romantic needs above the needs of their children. Um, I can we can talk about transgender ideology. Why are we sacrificing children on the altar of transgender ideology? Well, because adults have decided that sexual the, the their sexual expression, their sexual identity, if that's even a thing, their sexual identity has to take precedence over everything else. 
And even over reality, right? A man can't become a woman and a woman can't become a man. That's absolutely true. Uh, so, but they take this, this sexual idea, they put it right at the top and then they sacrifice children to it because if it's good for adults, it must be good for kids, right? Like if, if I'm a man trapped in a woman's body at 22, why am I not a man trapped in a woman's body at 14 or at eight, right? Like you have to, it's an ever expanding universe of uh, sexual needs put ahead of every other need in society. Abortion, unfortunately, has this, this terrible side effect of killing the most vulnerable and the most the most delicate, vulnerable, subtle persons on earth, which are the unborn. The, the ones that- oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Gracie, go ahead. Well, the ones that, you know, as a species, we are meant to protect. There, there is not a single species on earth that sacrifices all its young because they would cease to exist. So this, this deification of the sexual impulse has placed us in this bizarre, world where we're sacrificing the next generation to to our to our momentary pleasures this does this has never existed in in in, in nature this is deeply unnatural and it's not sustainable this right. is not sustainable we're not going to keep reproducing we're not going to keep having a culture and a society and a world in which human beings are flourishing because of this mistake we're making absolutely uh, dr gracie puzzle christie is here Joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. Please share this video if you're watching it on Rumble, YouTube, X, Facebook. Um, you know what it is, uh, Gracie? Uh, you know, when, when, when people who are pro-abortion talk to me about immigration, they want to talk to they want to talk about the poor, they want to talk about all these issues. They say, you don't even respect human life. And you want to talk about the poor? Joe Rosinello says on the show all the time, rightfully so. The poorest people in the world. Our, our, our children in the womb. They are completely dependent. They're also completely innocent. They've never done anything to anybody. But they're the completely dependent. They're the poorest people. And what, as Father Imbarato, who's been on our show, has said a million times, it's one group of people deciding that constitutionally you could kill another group of people. And that's the language, by the way, Gracie, that we have to start using. I'm tired of calling it abortion. We call it abortion so people understand what we're saying. But we got to call it what it is. We have to start to. It's child killing. If you're pro-choice, then you're pro-child killing. That's mm -hmm. what we used to say. Pro-life movement used to say that. Everybody's afraid to say, oh, that's so cruel. Cruelty is killing a child in the womb. That's what cruelty is, not the person pointing it out. Gracie, let's get into it first, uh, uh, jump right in. We mentioned before the show, I'm in Arizona. They're trying to get the ballot initiative here that's going to shrine the, in the Constitution this right to abortion up to the moment of birth. Um, and the same thing's happening in Florida, or it has happened. Gracie, fill us in the amendment that uh, – talk about the ACLU's involvement in abortion activists. Give us a backdrop. What is going on in these supposed red states so back in may the uh, uh the, the usual group of actors the very well-funded groups uh like Planned parenthood which is funded by our tax dollars i would like to just point out to everybody um planned parenthood the aclu other groups like that they started an initiative to put an amendment uh, before the voters in 2024 in Florida, the amendment reads would read if it's placed because we're we're still not 100% sure, but will read that uh, there there can be no law that can restrict, delay, 
or deny abortion for any reason to any woman or girl in Florida, um, including uh, even uh, with with some with some with some restriction according to the mother's health. So the mother's health provision is is very uh, is left at that it's just the mother's health. So what this is doing is it's putting uh, ch- it's putting children, unborn children at 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 the mercy of these bad actors who will have legally every right to terminate them, to kill them, to to eliminate them right up until the moment of birth, basically through 40 weeks. This is, uh, it's just unconscionable in, in a state where yes, it's a red state, but people, let's face it, not people don't, people feel uncomfortable and they should about the elimination of bigger babies in the womb. But there's a lot of people that think that children, that you should be able to abort up through six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks. This amendment makes it so that even those people who would say that they are that they are pro-choice, but they don't think babies who are 25 weeks old and can feel pain should be pulled apart with pliers, basically. Uh, even those people will have will have that uh, will have that taken away from them like they will not mm-hmm. even they will not be able to say no there ought to be some restrictions like maybe a woman who's 32 weeks pregnant uh, and doesn't like the sex of her child because she's having a girl and she would like a boy maybe that's not a good reason to tear a child apart in the womb right so yeah. this is going to open up to this is going to take away any protection for women and children even also health related uh, in, for the maternal health, right? So there's right. a lot of things that we do to protect maternal health uh, around abortion. So for instance, if a woman wants, or a, say a 17-year-old girl wants to have a chemical abortion, in Florida, you have to have an ultrasound, you have to see a doctor, you have to be followed before and after. These are good things. Right? Everybody, I think, would agree, even if they're pro-choice, that doing things in a way that at least protects the mother from the, from death, right? If just possible with chemical abortion, even that should be a good common sense regulation. These amendments strip away the possibility of having any maternal health regulations that would help to keep a 17 or a 16 or a 14 year old girl safe. Maybe someone who's being trafficked, right? So one of the things that these amendments take away is parental consent. One of the reasons you need parental consent is because a 14-year-old girl could be being trafficked by her boyfriend and he's taking her for an abortion every month. Right. If the par- if nobody calls the parents, they can't protect their daughter. So all these amendments take away all the ways that we can protect women, uh, obviously children in the womb, but also mm. their mothers. Dr. Gracie Pozo Christie is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Please share this video where we're, t- we're talking about the, 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 the forces of death the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, and all the rest of them, those groups that say life begins at breath, which is a joke. Um, We need to share these videos. We need to raise the consciousness of the American people. Gracie, I'm going to hand it over to Joe, but I'll tell you this. If every American was forced, forced, okay, to see what happens in an abortion, I guarantee you this become a pro-life country, okay? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you. Because the, the problem is deception... We'll get into that. I'm going to hand it over to Joe. 
Can I, I can I make a plug please, please, uh, please. on that? <laughs> can I make a plug on that? Please. My husband, my husband, Stephen Christie, who has been on your show, he's also a doctor and a lawyer. Uh, he has a book called Speaking for the Unborn. On his website, www.speakingfortheunborn.com, he has uh, illustration, illustri illustrated videos of the abortion procedures that are not, they're not graphic, but they are very well done. And you, anybody who is not medical at all can see what a uh, first trimester abortion entails, a second trimester, a third trimester. So that information is very important. So anyway, that's a plug for that. It's yep. a great place to go and check it out and say, oh, when somebody says, you know, a second trimester abortion, now I know what that means. And I'm against that because that's really cruel. Like I said, if anybody, if anybody, if anybody saw any of that and still said that they're for abortion, I'm sorry that that that, that person, that person's got has has mental issues. Any rational person who does not have mental issues who sees that says, I cannot in my conscience be in favor of that. I don't care if you tell me that a woman has the freedom and the right to do that. No one has the right to do that. But we'll get into that, Joe. I want to get into the head of someone who is pro-choice for a moment. I want to throw this at both of you. And I was listening to your back and forth, uh, Joe, and I'm going to disagree. I think people still would be for abortion because people live in rationalizations. And I'm going to give you an example. I read something recently in First Things from Rusty Reno, who's going to be on the show, talking about people, parents who are pushing their children to change their genders. Now, science says that's impossible. It's, it's impossible. Every cell of our body says we are either a male or a female. It's impossible. Also, statistics show that people who change their genders don't live past 40 because it doesn't meet the expectation that you're looking to basically get. It doesn't meet the expectation. And when you realize that, people fall into depression and they fall into drug use. They fall into all types of issues. And a lot of them kill themselves. That's why. That's why. Now, if you're a parent, now this is where I'm going. If you're a parent and you support your 14-year-old girl to chop off her breasts and she commits suicide at 33, how many people are willing to face that reality, ask for forgiveness, and take full accountability? Most won't. So they double down. They triple down. Because they have to live in a rationalization because that's the only rationalization that keeps them alive and going. It's the same thing with abortion. All these rabid pro-choice people, I don't live with them. I don't know about them. But many of them, if I was to bet, were probably involved to admit that you have taken the life of another human being is a huge Thing to wrap your arms around. And I know women who have. They've been on this show. But here's the beauty. God forgives us for anything because he loves us beyond comprehension. And that is the way to walk into this if you ask me. Because when you throw facts at people, Tucker Carlson recently said this at the Heritage Society, people just block them out. That's what we do, Doc. That's what you do. That's what we do. We throw facts. And I've thought about this and I've argued with people. I'm a crazy Italian person from New Jersey. I've been arguing my whole entire life. I actually don't know if people with these facts, because to wrap your arms around the reality that I killed my child is 
so earth shattering, especially if you don't believe in God, especially if you don't believe in a forgiving God. Talk about that, because I think we have to get into the heads of these people to properly attack the issue. Well, you that's a very good point, because abortion has been practiced so extensively, is being practiced so extensively that it's very it's hard to imagine who's not touched by abortion. Imagine that you haven't had an abortion and you haven't helped your girlfriend or your wife have an abortion or you haven't pushed someone into abortion or you haven't driven your college roommate to an abortion. Imagine if you haven't done any of those things. Well, still, you might know that your mother had an abortion, right? She might have confided in you. Uh, maybe some some other person you love very much had an abortion. And people that you know are good people who try hard to do the right thing. And they unfortunately fell and they had an abortion. All of those situations they they touch almost everyone so we are living in a in a world in which people have been hurt terribly by abortion very directly or more indirectly and it's true what you say there are i've seen i've talked to people on both sides of the divide and very very often people who've who've been who've, who've been hurt by abortion and i and i like to say that because because look, you grow up, you're a girl, you're growing up in a world where people keep lying to you. From the moment you're born, they lie and they lie and they lie. They say, you can have it all. You can have sex and nothing bad will happen to you. You can find, you can find fulfillment in a, in a healthy sexual life and you'll still have a great husband at the end of all that who'll love you forever and you'll have all the kids you want and, or the kids, or as many as you want, and you'll have a great job and everything's going to go great for you if you follow this pattern. It was all a lie. It's all a lie. The the sex hurts. The men mistreat you. Uh, the 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 job and the children you can't juggle together. The husband who was supposed to take care of you leaves you. The nothing that was promised to you comes true, right? Because lies were promised to you. So then you have these women who've been raised badly, whose fathers didn't love them, whose fathers left their mothers who left them, where are they supposed to get the, the ability to say no, the sophistication to say no, the ability to say, this is my child, I'm going to receive this little one, even though the whole world thinks I'm crazy, even though my own mother won't talk to me, you know, even though uh, everybody says I'm doing the wrong thing, I'm hurting myself for nothing, that's not a child, right? So let's, let's put ourselves also in that mental universe of mm -hmm. people who've been raised on the lie, right? Like oh, they've yeah. been, the milk they've been drinking is the milk of lies. Dr. Gracie, let me just, let me, I want you to stay there for a second because we're going to be coming on a break in a few minutes, but I want to get into this before the break, if that's okay. Dr. Gracie yeah. Pozo Christie's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. And we're talking about that, you know, what, what are we doing about these pro death initiatives in so-called red states like Gracie's in Florida, I'm in Arizona, you'd think that we'd at least be, again, I don't think abortion is on any level sane, but they're talking about no restrictions whatsoever, as Gracie pointed out. Gracie, stay there for a second. You can't sell this without lying. You must lie. Now, I agree with Joe that there's so many people out there that still wouldn't care, even if they knew. But there's a lot of people that would, okay? Talk about the deception. Because it is deceptive. I know from experience here, and we're going to talk to somebody tonight on our live show um, who, who's at the forefront of that here in Arizona. Catholics are signing these petitions. 
because they're being lied to. They're being told it's health care. Don't you want to sign for health care? You, aren't you for women's health care? And they sign. They don't know what's in there. So we're trying here, um, and the group of people are trying here to, to get that message out. Talk about the lies, please. Okay, so I started with the original lie, <laughs> and I got really passionate about that because we live in an empire of lies, right? And and the lies that are being told right now, right now in this moment about abortion is that is that women will suffer and they will die if they can't access the if these if if laws and states uh, put any barrier between them and an abortion, right? Or they put any any barrier any any protection around the unborn is probably a better way to say that. Uh, tons of that is lies, right? Most of that is lies because I, for instance, a lot of the lies that are being told right now is that if if you can't if abortion is not uh, legal after a certain number of weeks, then women who need regular gynecological care, like around miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy, they're not going to get the that care that they would need, right? That they, that would save them from possibly death in the case of an ectopic. That's a complete lie. I have practiced medicine, for instance, in in our in our local public hospital, when abortions were not performed, they were illegal in Florida, in this public hospital. They weren't illegal in Florida, but they were they they couldn't be performed in the public hospital because it was public hospital and public funds couldn't be used to do abortions. And all the women, the many, many, many thousands of women got exactly the, the perfect care. Nobody died because they couldn't get an abortion. Nobody will ever die because they can't get an abortion. That right. is not true. That's it. By the way, repeat that, please, Gracie. No woman has ever died because she didn't have an abortion. N never in human history. No. In medical care, in regular medical care that dignifies the life of the child and dignifies the life of the woman, which is Hippocratic medicine, Western medicine, in that regular care, which we've practiced always for hundreds of years, women are not sacrificed to the child. You take care of both lives and you bring, as, as, as well as you can, you bring both of them through safely. You don't sacrifice the mother to the child and you don't sacrifice the child to the mother. This is doable. This is what we have done for a long time. This is what we can do. The abortion idea is that the woman, the woman's, any desire takes primacy. Any desire, any need, any, any, any convenience issue, even just that she doesn't want the child, just the unwantedness of the child, all of that takes primacy over the baby's life, the baby's dignity, the baby's right to be received into the world that already that already contains that child. That the, the world, the child already exists. It's already a human being. Um, in in Hippocratic medicine, we practice medicine that dignifies both lives, and no woman has ever died because she didn't get an abortion. Women have died because they weren't managed properly, right? This does happen, unfortunately, or because they've had catastrophic episodes and they have died during their, during their pregnancies. But sometimes, for instance, let me give you a for instance. Sometimes when a woman is 25 weeks pregnant, she goes into something called preeclampsia. And this is not compatible with the woman's life, right? On the abortion side, they say she needs an abortion. And if she doesn't get it, she'll die. So an abortion will save her life. That's actually not true. What she needs to do is deliver the child. 
She delivers the child. The child is living. She didn't have an abortion. The child might die afterwards because the child's very young, but nobody killed the child. The child was delivered and the child then died a natural death. That is not an abortion. So that's one example of a huge lie being told when they say, oh, if abortion isn't allowed at 25 weeks, then women who are having a complication of their pregnancy will die. Not right. true. You deliver the child. That's not an abortion. Gracie, let's leave it there for a second. We're going to take a quick break at the front line with Joe and Joe. If you're just joining us here, uh, we're speaking with Dr. Gracie Pozo Christie. We're discussing these abortion ballots, these initiatives. Florida already has it on the ballot. So we're hoping that something good happens in Florida and we can help to raise people's consciousness to vote that down. Okay. In in Arizona, they're they're trying they're lying to people here to try to get the signatures needed to get on the ballot. And we're gonna talk a little bit, uh, you know, in the next segment, maybe about what we could do, perhaps maybe what the what the United States Ca uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops could do. Okay. I, I, you know, again, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that on the other side. Um, so stick around. We'll be right back. Catholic Radio works, and now we have it here in Connecticut and New York. It's been seen around the country that there's no better tool for evangelization. Where there's Catholic Radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith, families are strengthened, parishes and communities flourish. So, let people know you're listening to Veritas, tell your friends to tune in, and let's make an impact here for Jesus and His Church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Rasinello. We are way in the breach with Dr. Gracie Pozo Christie, and we are discussing these abortion initiatives that are going on in so-called red states or states that you would think that after Roe versus Wade was overturned. Perhaps, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't ban abortion. Maybe that's too much of a dream for us Catholics, okay? Uh, but but at least at least it's not the, this 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 crazy notion that a baby could be killed uh for any reason any reason by the way as Gracie pointed out in the in the previous segment for any reason without restriction right up to the moment of birth it's disgusting it's evil please share this video so we could so we could raise people's consciences that if you're hearing this don't sign anything involving the that that's being pushed on you at the supermarket Gracie they're even doing it in front of catholic parishes Okay, I know that for a fact, but let me we, hand it over to Joe real quick. We'll see which please, way he wants to go. You go, you go. Oh, I, I was going to say, if Arizona has the opportunity to uh, to stop this, to stop that measure getting on the ballot, I mean, to stop that ballot measure getting into the into your general election, that that's your best place. It, it, you you have to stop the ballot because what happened in Florida is that. They needed a certain number of signatures, I think 900 something thousand signatures. That's a lot of signatures. But they invested tens of millions of dollars. They hired out of state workers. They brought them into Florida and they had them at outside targets. They had them on the turnpike rest stops. I went the the I went to two or three different things. Uh, the Miami Book Fair, for instance, one day. It was full of men in blue vests hired by Planned Parenthood with Planned Parenthood on there that they had brought in from out of state and mm -hmm. they were walking around getting signatures from people. So the forces arrayed against babies and against their mothers are so huge and so well-funded and they are pouring so much money into our states. In Arizona, 
it would be, it's so important for people to understand what they're being asked to sign away. They're asked, they're being asked to sign away any reasonable protection for every unborn child at any stage of development and reasonable protection for the mothers who will be exposed to all sorts of unscrupulous behaviors, unscrupulous actors, people who are going to flood into the state to put abortion on steroids and use these women basically as cash cows, right? Yeah. Keep, you keep getting pregnant, keep coming back, give me another $800 for this pill, come back next month, let's do it again, right? Like that's, it's just using women, hurting women and, and killing women. Some women will die because of these abortions. I told, I said on the show before, uh, I've said this on the show a few times, Gracie. Um, that's one thing I learned when I was, uh, when I was living in New Jersey, I was, uh, going down to, uh, old St. Patrick's cathedral, which is right down the street, uh, from Planned Parenthood. So the first Saturday procession, you go, you go to mass eight o'clock in the morning. And then father, father Fidelis Mashinsky, um, would lead the procession down to Planned Parenthood. And one thing I found out was that Planned Parenthood doesn't want you to know when the ambulance comes. Do you know that the ambulances in New York City that are going to Planned Parenthood are not allowed to put on their sirens? They're not allowed to bring attention to themselves? They're directed, they're directed not to do so, all right? The, 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 the deception that's going on, I will say this, I will say this, and I want to hand it over to Joe, is that what I did also find out is that public witness particularly by Roman Catholics. Yes, others do it. There's other groups not taking away. Roman Catholics have always been at the forefront of trying to end abortion in America. When you witness in front of Planned Parenthood, and Planned Parenthood doesn't want people to know this, they and they and it, when a woman comes up to have an abortion and there's prayer warriors praying the rosary in front of a, in front of an abortion clinic, their their no-show rate is over 50%. I believe 50% of women. And it goes back to what Joe said earlier, because just your presence there convicts these women in their conscience. And then they decide not to go along with it. Uh, but let me, let me hand it over to Joe. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm being the big, I'm a big mouth, Gracie. And everybody knows that, but let I'm me hand a big it over mouth to too, I have to say. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's all right. But would you, I'm just, I'm just listening. Joe, go ahead. Um, clearly it's about lies. I mean, to abort a child, in the third trimester isn't an abortion, it's infanticide. And they have to lie, I mean, clearly. But do we have to care? Meaning, so many people don't. Because again, I wanna go back to mindset again, and you talked about what the church can do, and I wanna talk about what we can do as Catholics, because I think we could do a lot, and this is my thoughts. Um, we read Father Dwight Longendecker's book, uh, Beheading Hydra. I thought it was a good analysis of the culture. And basically what he says is the arguments don't work anymore. Now, information does work, and it's important. What you're doing and what we're trying to do, we have to inform people because there are some that will not do it if they know. But it's about witness. You see, I've come to the conclusion. I'm married to a Haitian woman, and I have five kids, and I got married at 43 years old. My life is unmanageable and insane, and I am above my head beyond comprehension, exhausted every day. Why do I bring that up? Because we have to live radically as Catholics. We have to live sacramentally and radically and die to ourselves completely, where people have to look at you and say, how do you do that? And your answer to them is, 
I don't know, only by the grace of God, then we'll change the culture. That is our argument. And that's what the church has to produce during this time. And that's what we have to do. And that is the best thing we can do. And I'm convinced it's the only thing we can do. Absolutely. It's the time. uh, It's like the time of the early Christians. The reason that Christianity became uh, popular and the world religion is because the early Christians, they bore witness to the joy of the gospel, even in the most horrible circumstances and circumstances of torture and death. And, but they were full of joy. And, and I love what you say about your family and your five kids. And I know, I know what that feels like, like you're living, you're barely keeping your head above water, but if what people see in your head above water is a joyful smile and they see you living a full flourishing, decent, noble life with a smile on your face, that is the that's the witness that we have to give and and that's the witness that will convert hearts we have to be joyful we have to be forgiving we have to be sympathetic to the women and men who've been raised on lies right who and you were you were bringing up this point before when when people have had i i was getting to it but i took too long when people have had abortions or have participated in abortions their hearts get so afraid of of really understanding what they have done and what they have participated in because it goes against everything in our nature we are animals god made us to protect our young we are not so different from all the other mammals and we're exactly like every other mammal we are built in our dna to protect our young and we when we don't protect our young we are wounded in the deepest parts of ourselves so what do you do with that knowledge many people close down and they say no it, it, you know, I did the right thing. And those people who are trying to tell me I did the wrong thing, they're just evil. And they're trying to hurt, they're trying to break my heart, right? Other people, and I've met all these types, and I've, and I've talked through, through all of these things with people. Other people are like that for a while. And then one day, they see somebody praying in front of a Planned Parenthood, or they see one of those, um, those signs on the highway, or, or someone tells them a story about how they weren't aborted, or they meet somebody who was raped and didn't abort their child and then loves that child, right? So they hear something, they see something. That's God speaking to them. And he's saying, it's okay, my daughter. It's okay, my son. You made a mistake. You were fed on lies, but I love you. And I'm going to, I'm going to embrace you because I've embraced all the sinners. And yeah. we, we have to project that joy and that forgiveness because we are not built for abortion. We are built to protect our young. And, 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 and the women, that's why I mentioned about the no-show rate at Planned Parenthood. When they see that public witness, they, they understand. I mean, they, 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 again, there, there were some crazy moments down there where, where the, a group called Pro-Choice New York, which is basically your, your typical Antifa, Black Lives Matter type radicals, okay? Getting right up in your face, getting up in the faces of the Sisters of Life and the, and the Franciscan Sisters, okay? I'm talking about bravery, all right? I mean, you know, some of the sisters I know just standing there, Hail Mary, full of grace, just praying while they're being mocked and ridiculed. And, and of course, they want a violent response. They want the men there to respond violently so they could say, look, Look, look at the violent Catholics. No, no, no. When you're a prayer warrior, okay, and again, I don't care about those people, all right? Let them deal with God. I'll pray for them, but let them deal with God when the time comes. But those women see that, Gracie. 
They see that these people aren't doing not anything wrong. They're praying. I, and I'm they're detecting. Just, and right there, but, they're detecting that that forgiving love of God. And that, they're able well, that, to they're able to to open their hearts to that. That's the thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to tell you one of the one of the most, uh, I guess, let's call it moving moments of my life. There's a woman that goes down to Planned Parenthood. She was, a, she was a successful lawyer, and she was at Planned Parenthood several times a week in front of the one in New York City. It's one of the major ones uh, down on, I believe it's uh, Bleecker Street and uh, and Mott Street, okay? Um, she's there several times a week. She'll do a 24-hour rosary where she'll, like, you know, pray for an hour take a little bit of a break, and they ask that somebody goes and, and joins her for an hour. So she's not there alone. So there'll always be somebody with her. And she was praying one day, and I walked up, and I saw a guy I know who's one of the bikers for life. You don't want to mess with these guys, right? <laughs> uh, the bikers for life. Joe, Joe's seen them too. Um, and we're talking, and this black girl, this young black girl walks by going towards Planned Parenthood, and we watch her go in. And me and the biker was kind of staying away from the other woman because she's kind of doing her thing. We're talking, we're praying, we said a prayer. That girl who was walking into Planned Parenthood, turn, I, I saw her turn around and see uh, this woman, okay, uh, who prays there all the time. About 10 minutes later, she comes walking out. She sees the woman praying, but me and the other guy, we were just talking, and she looked at us and, and said, it ain't going to happen today. It ain't going <laughs> to happen. I ain't doing it. And she went home. I could cry when I think about it. I feel like I saved a life. And, and, I, and I mean that by the grace of Almighty God, not because there's anything special about me. But I feel like I saved a life simply by being on a sidewalk. And you saved a heart, a woman's heart. You know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm crying. Joe Rosanello. Talk about as a doctor what you face, because a lot of lies are being come at, coming out from the press, basically like states that are restricting abortion after Dobbs, basically can't get good doctors. Um, there's all types of lies. I've even read that particularly uh, the American College of OG, OBGYNs are banning pro-life doctors at conferences. Um, talk about what you're dealing with, your profession. Um, if you ask me, it's downright dastardly, because to be honest with you, that's also a bunch of lies, too. Well, thankfully, I live in the state of Florida, and in Florida, we like to call it the free state of Florida. In Florida, you can still be, you can be pro-life. You can, you can be somebody who understands the reality of sex and gender and still, still have a professional career in medicine. That's not the case in every state, unfortunately. And, and really we have to take medicine back. We have to take medicine back all across the country, back to science, back to life affirming, back to respectful of all human beings, basically Hippocratic medicine. We have to, we have to take it back. But um, in Florida, you know, what I'm experiencing as a doctor, as a pro-life doctor, as a Hippocrat, I like to say a Hippocratic, Hippocratic doctor, is that we are being besieged uh, again, by this empire of lies, it has infiltrated the professional organizations, like you mentioned, the American College of OBGYNs, the the um, all the big medical associations, the American Medical Association. They're all captured by these activist uh, tiny parts of their of their organization who basically dedicate themselves to that. So most doctors don't even belong to the American Medical Association because it's like five hundred dollars a year. And it's just a political lobby 
And so why should we do that? We're taking care of our patients. We're, we're running a small business, many of us, because we're entrepreneurial. Uh, we're raising our families. So we're, why are we going to pay $500 to belong to a political lobby group? Well, probably we should, all should <laughs> because it's, it's, it's taken over by political actors who are very hard left or very liberal. So the professional organizations have changed like that. We also have the medical schools, uh, which have been taken over by DEI, the critical race theory, the gender ideology, a, a super hard pro-abortion uh, stance. In some places, they make medical students participate in abortions, not Florida. They make they make them participate. They make residents participate. They make that, it a requirement know. to graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How disgusting is that? You can't graduate. Go out and go save some lives and go get, and go thank, provide health care for people unless I you thank, learn how to kill a baby. I thank the good Lord that when my husband and I trained, we there were no abortions performed anywhere in the facility. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of patients a year, not one abortion. And we delivered really good care. And we brought all our mothers through safely, as, as, as safely as possible. And we kept all of them alive as 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 we could right like some things aren't possible right sometimes Absolutely. a woman doesn't make it but we gave such good care without a single abortion Absolutely. that can be done Absolutely. and that's how it should be done Absolutely. Dr. Gracie Pozo uh, Christie joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're talking about the ballot initiatives that are going on in the so-called red states to enshrine abortion in their constitutions, uh, a, an unrestricted right to kill your baby right up to the moment of birth. Please share this video, X, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube will probably take it down. Screw them. Um, and uh, <laughs> Rumble. Joe and I are growing nicely on Rumble. Um, and download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network app and share that with your friends. Jojo, where do you want to go? I want to talk about the violence that are, that's basically been going on at pro-life centers since Dobbs. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of violence. It's not reported. Uh, it seems to be the silence. It's condoning it. Talk about that. Because, you know, it seems to me... You talk about doctors having issues in other states. We all pay taxes, right? Like, I pay taxes. Why are my rights and your rights second-class rights? Why is an abortion center not allotted the same protection as a Planned Parenthood center? I thought we live in a free country. Clearly, we don't. Talk I'm the, about that. Because I'm the medical. Please. I'm the medical director of the pregnancy care centers by the that are run by the Archdiocese of Miami. We have three centers, and I'm the medical director. And right after Dobbs, our, one of our centers in Broward, Broward County, was uh, was horribly um, uh, attacked with. I mean, it, it was it was a uh, graffiti, but the graffiti was so ugly <laughs> and so scary that. The workers there didn't feel safe coming to work. They were they were really scared. I mean, it was a die, Satan wants you know. I mean, just horrible, satanic, uh, aggressive, violent threats, all graffitied, on a place which gives out diapers, formula, um, gives material and social and moral assistance to couples who want to keep their children. These are not. We're not stealing. Uh, money from the Planned Parenthood across the street, we are giving choice to people who want to keep their children. And 
And then we give them a little help along the way so they can do that. that that's the essence of choice, right? The, the, the couples, the young couples come. It's a lot of couples. Like they even, people say, oh, it's these, these girls who would go to Planned Parenthood. No, a lot of them are just young couples who right. find themselves in this predicament, but they want the baby. They want their baby and they need help with all these little things. And maybe they need to be connected to a, a health service that can, you know, because many of them are not documented, right? This is Miami. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that's what we do. We just help them. And so we're attacked as though we're the purveyors of evil. When across the street, you have uh, tax supported, heavily tax supported organization that is dedicated not only to the elimination of children, but to the transing of children, right? Like <laughs> Planned Parenthood now, their big, the big thing that they're getting into now is to handing out hormones to children, to children. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Gracie, let, let me, let me ask you this question. Okay. Um, but, and I just want to make one quick comment on that. I could, I just want to paint the picture for the audience. If that's okay. You imagine if me and Joe Resinello got caught defacing a Planned Parenthood, what would happen <laughs> to us if we the put FBI. If, if, if the, the FBI, FBI. The now, and by Guard. the way, if anybody thinks that I'm being hyperbolic, remember something, Mark Houck had a lawsuit dismissed against him and local charges dropped against him because he pushed a Planned Parenthood worker who was about to attack his son. Charges were dropped because there was no case. And the lawsuit that that worker filed against him was was dismissed, okay? And Merrick Garland sent two dozen agents to go to his house and go and drag him out of his house at 7 o'clock in the morning after he had already agreed to surrender himself to federal authorities through oh, his yeah, lawyers. So yes. let's be clear that I'm not being hyperbolic. If Joe Racinello and I mm -hmm. put a, a spray painted Jesus loves you on, <laughs> on, the, on the brick wall of Planned Parenthood, okay, we would be hanged. Joe, I think you agree with me on that. Uh, we're not going to spray paint anything, people. Don't worry. We're not spray painting anything because Catholics don't do that. We pray in front of Planned Parenthoods. Um, and we pray for the people in the Planned Parenthood, not just the mother and the child. Gracie, let me ask you this. I want you to tear apart a lie, if you will, because we have limited time. I apologize. I'm sorry for cutting you off. But this is an important topic, I believe. People think that this abortion pill is some innocuous thing. Well, just have a pill. You don't have to worry about child dismemberment or all these other things. Just take a pill. Please blow that apart for us, Gracie. Oh, the chemical abortion pill is a disaster for, for women for moms, for the mothers. <laughs> Obviously, it's 100% disastrous for their children because all those babies will die, but it's a huge disaster for women the, and for girls. Let's, let's just say that it's for girls. Right now, the FDA has removed every protection that they, in, in the year 2000, the FDA um, approved the chemical abortion pill, the regimen. And it ringed it around with all these protections and regulations for women's health. For instance, you had to see a doctor. You couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't get it by mail. You had to see a doctor. The doctor had to examine you. In our state of Florida and in many other states, you had to have an ultrasound to make sure that you were actually pregnant within that, that time that you, you can have a chemical abortion without it killing you, <laughs> right? Um, you had to come back for a follow-up. 
so that the doctor could look at you and say, ah, okay, everything went well, or no, I mean, went well, meaning the baby's gone, right? <laughs> or no, you need a follow-up surgery, you need a surgical abortion, you're having a fever, you could be infected, you're, you're bleeding into your abdomen, you, right? Like the doctor had to look at you. The FDA in 2016 removed a lot of those, removed the in-person require, it removed a lot of the requirements. And in 2021, because of COVID, it removed more of them. In 2023, it made everything, uh, like it, it solidified everything. And now you can get, if you're a 14 year old girl, you can get on a telehealth appointment with some strange person who's not a doctor, not a nurse, nothing across the state, uh, some Planned Parenthood telehealth office probably. And they will mail you the pill online. They, I mean, they'll mail you the pill to your house. And then these young women, these girls are doing a self-administered chemical abortion without anybody examining them, without knowing how pregnant they are, without anybody saying to them, oh, no, you've been bleeding and cramping now for so many days that something is really wrong, right? So none of that, none of that is, is happening. Uh, the emergency rooms are being flooded with girls and women who have managed their own abortions at home and are now having complications and they're going to the emergency rooms and the emergency room doctors are having to participate in abortions that were started somewhere else because otherwise these women will die in front of them. So they have to finish the process. It's terrible. I can't, the complication rate is very high in chemical abortion. It's well, remember, remember bleeding, the, the most, go ahead, go ahead, Gracie, please. Well, bleeding, infection, sepsis, uh, terrible pain, the, the, the non-evacuation of the uterus, right? Because it doesn't work, uh, which has to be followed up with a surgical abortion. And women die also from chemical abortion. They get septic and they die. Why doesn't the press report on that? Because every the press, the, the media is heavily invested in abortion. We go back to the first thing we talked about, which is that everything is based on the sexual gratification of adults. Yeah. So you have to sacrifice the babies. And now, of course, you have to sacrifice the moms. Yeah. Gracie, you know what I would do? You know what I would do if I was a bishop of a diocese? Okay. I would have, I, I, I would get the, the, the prime bishop of a state, let's say the state of Florida. Okay. Uh, or here in Arizona. Um, and mandate, mandate that the pastor of every single parish in that state for several weeks, has to tell every Catholic sitting in the pews about this. Now, our priest here uh, at the at the the parish I go to last week, because the the guys that that uh, one of which is going to be on our show later on talking about this very same thing. All right, they 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 asked this pastor to do it, but and and he got up there and he said this. He said what you said about these people are in front of targets. They're in front. They're they're all around. Don't sign. Don't sign the, um, the, the you know this document, uh, this this so, uh, ballot initiative, and educating people, and do it for weeks on end because the fact is this: if, if if Florida has a lot of Catholics, so does Arizona. Okay, if all the Catholics here knew exactly ab about what you're talking about, Gracie, they wouldn't sign that. But out of the 600,000 signatures, I guarantee you a lot of them are going to be Catholics who did not know they were being lied to. Gracie, well, unfortunately, we're coming up on about, I, I want to give you a minute for a final thought and to please let our audience know 
where you are, where they could uh, follow you, podcast, uh, help out in any way. The floor is yours for the next minute and a half. <laughs> well, I'd like to say to your, your viewers and your listeners that the, the fight is really a fight um, not just for life, but for, for truth, right? We started talking in this episode about truth. Recognize that you live in an empire of lies. Recognize that you've been lied to by everyone since birth, almost everyone. <laughs> and, you know, push the lies aside and, and start evangelizing. Evangelize in your family. Evangelize at church. Evangelize at work. Evangelize at the, at the, at the grocery store when you're picking up your groceries. Um, be, be a source of light and truth for others. Because what we have to offer the world is life abundant life with joy, right? Like the world's a hard place. We're all going to suffer. We're all, we all suffer. Every day we suffer a little. Sometimes we suffer a lot, but we have been given by God the, the grace to make our suffering worthwhile, to, to, to find hope through our suffering. Let's share that with everybody. And, and that joy is based on, on the fact that we are made in God's image. And that we Absolutely. are made for we are made for great things. Where and can our audience find you, Gracie? Where can they where can they follow you? I'm we're at the CatholicAssociation.org and my radio show is called uh, Conversations with Consequences. It's on EWTN, but you could also find it on all the podcast platforms. Um, and you can listen to old ones. We've had some great guests and and we try to talk about all the wonderful things that we've talked about today and all the other wide-ranging things that our society needs to have conversations about. Dr. Gracie Pozo, Christy, it's been so wonderful to speak to you. Thank you for coming on the front line with Joe and Joe. Needless to say, you are welcome back here anytime, sister, anytime on any topic. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you all out there for joining us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Download the app, share it with your friends, wherever you see Joe and I on social media, X and Rumble in particular, but we are also for now on Facebook and YouTube. Please share this video, like and subscribe. Help us out. Help, help us get messages like this one out there to a wider audience. Thanks once again. And remember, until the next time, that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.